Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Tyler here with update version 1.02. And today we're going to jump into missions. Good, bad, and boring. <laughs> uh, it may overlap with the previous episode about decision making a little bit, but that's because of the type of missions that I like to, that I would rather play through. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about that and we'll get away from the 1.01 .01 here in a minute. But missions that matter are far more interesting to me because they create an experience for the game for the gamer that can only be paralleled if you were to choose the same decisions um so i'm a <laughs> i'm gonna do a huge throwback for some people it's a very niche game that not very many people have uh, played as you know, as far as I'm aware, but Jedi Knight Jedi Academy. Um, oh man, it's an old Star Wars. Well, I say old is in the mid 2000s Star Wars game where you played as a Jedi who trained in the Academy. <laughs> and um, halfway through, spoiler alert, the friend he's kind of a friend, he's more, uh, I'll say colleague, he's not really a friend. Uh, he has a choice to turn to the dark side uh, or you could save him i mean uh, the main the main character has a choice to attack the, the colleague or not attack the colleague and that makes your decision of uh, a different path to take you know the light side and the dark side of the force and that is i think an incredible mission most of the other missions are fairly bland and kind of boring mm. Yeah, well, I, I would say about half of them are bland. And the other half, um, they really dive into the world of Star Wars. And, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a special type of mission. And I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that one in, here in a minute. But uh, decisions, I mean, missions that require decisions. And, and I, uh, I alluded to one of my favorite missions ever in uh, deus ex human revolution in 1.01 .01, where i talked about the decision to upgrade your biochip or not and it, it, it drastically changes the gameplay and i think that is the key to make a good decision making mission will it drastically change you know if you save somebody and they come back in a in the in a few in the future and you know they give you you know credits or gold or whatever uh, I mean, it's nice. It's nice that you're rewarding the player, uh, and it's a nice little callback. I don't necessarily mind those too much. I think it's kind of neat. Um, I, you know, I'll, I'll even talk about um, in Human Revolution. There is a mission where the uh, helicopter pilot is being attacked by the enemy. And you can choose to eliminate the enemy and the helicopter pilot survives and then she helps you in the future. But if you let her die, she's actually holding off technically the enemy, right? So she's making your life easier right now by letting you bypass all of these enemies. Or you could make life easier in the future. Not that you would ever know that unless you already played the game before. So I think that that is interesting. Those are interesting. 
they're not my favorites. My favorites are the ones that dictate a game. And that's why I think uh, Dungeons and Dragons is one of my favorite games. It's not a video game, so I won't get into it a whole lot because <laughs> this is more of a video gaming uh, podcast. But uh, Dun- Dungeons and Dragons is purely decisions. You know, if, if you want to, uh, you know, there's no essential characters. I mean, un- unless the DM runs it that way. Uh, like, um, let's, let's take Skyrim, for example. Actually, let's talk about Skyrim for a while. Skyrim is not in my top five, but it's in my top ten uh, favorite games of all time. Uh, Skyrim has a lot of essential characters. And that means that you can't kill them. Whether it be the uh, the leaders of the cities or you know the high-ranking members, the people who they need to be in stories. And if you could go through and you know kill an essential character and then that would change the entire game drastically oh man <laughs> i would love i would love skyrim so much more if that were a thing that would be one of the two things that i would fix in skyrim the other being uh the amount of personalization and that'll be a future podcast that i hope to uh have a guest for when marty in the talks of have uh, the difference between personalization and customization in games. But uh, yeah, that's, that's a future episode. So Skyrim's missions. Skyrim has a handful of missions that I, I mean, uh, mission types that I like and dislike. So something like a fetch quest, uh, something that an, a multi, uh, an MMO multiplayer Massive multiplayer online game does uh, is fetch quests and fetch quests is you know run here either kill some things or pick up some things go to point B do the same thing go to point C do the same thing go back to point A and that's the end of the quest those are lazy and boring <laughs> um Oh man, they're so bad. <laughs> they're so bad. Actually, fetch quests are the reason I can't get into World of Warcraft. And I'm I'm sure I'm gonna hear uh some I oh oh okay, let's go back to Sea of Thieves because I, I think I was talking about that at the beginning. I've tried to record this podcast a couple different times. So if I didn't talk about it this time, uh I'll I'll reiterate a little bit. Sea of Thieves has quests that uh <laughs> They're flavored differently, but they're the exact same quest. It's uh, get on your ship, go to an island, you either dig up treasure or you find it. Or in, in, you, know, you, you either dig up a treasure chest, you kill a skeleton crew, and, or you pick up animals. And I, I know things are a little different now and I haven't played in quite a while, but this is one of my main complaints about Sea of Thieves. Uh, the the flavoring is a little different, but the the idea behind these fetch quests are the same. It's go from point A to point B, obtain item, come back to point A, and you're done. I, I need I need something to be fleshed out. Uh, now every now every now and then there's hey I need you to go pick up thirty roses. And you're like what for? Well, I'll tell you, you know, if, if, if it elaborated a little bit, I don't think I would mind. Um, there's, a, there's a few missions in Skyrim where, you know, you have to go pick up 
Nightshade or Ninroot, Nernroot, or you know whatever you need to pick up, and you bring it back, and you're like, all right, well now what? And the guy looks at you and he's like, oh, we got some stuff to do. I was like, whoa, okay, <laughs> you know what are we doing with all this stuff? You want to feel like it matters, right? You want to feel like you want to feel like you're not wasting your time, and that I think is the big. It's the big uh, downside of a fetch quest is that it feels like most of the time I'm wasting my time. I'm not doing anything. Um, another type of mission I really dislike is uh, actually I think I dislike these missions more than fetch quests, which is really saying something because I really dislike fetch quests. Escort missions, and I think. I think I sensed a collective nodding of everyone's head listening. <laughs> Escort missions are trash. They are so bad. You know, you you go to go to somewhere and they're like, "All right, you need to, you need to bring me back." See, I I am trying to watch my back. All right? I And you, you know the biggest pro What on earth was that sound? I've never heard that sound before. That's odd. Sorry about that. Uh, my phone went off. <laughs> I've never heard that sound before. That's so weird. Anyway, um, I'm not limited to 30 minutes anymore, which is fantastic. I'm limited to six hours, and I'm definitely not going to take up six hours of your time. And I don't have six hours to to get out, right? <laughs> Especially not for um, just sitting by myself at my computer with a mic and a headset, just getting some stuff off my chest about gaming. But uh, we can go for a while, so that's gonna that's gonna be a lot of fun. Being able to expand a little bit more. So back to escort missions. The problem I think with escort missions is that the majority of them, the person or thing that you're escorting. Uh, can die, and they can die way too easily. Uh, you know, having to babysit. You know, I don't play video games to babysit. And, you know, <laughs> uh, unless I'm playing, I guess, Babysitting Simulator, which would have to be a joke of a game where you, I don't know, toss the baby around or something, something morbid like that. <laughs> Uh, th there are some escort missions. Um, I believe there's a mission in another series called Borderlands where you have to escort some type of creature that I don't remember which one. And it just runs. It's like, hey, I'm leaving. You better keep up. <laughs> but it can't die. Uh, it, it just runs. And, and the goal is you have to eliminate the enemy so you can get out. It's not necessarily that you have to babysit this creature running away. It's, uh, you know, you're trying to get out of there. And I appreciated that. Because at the end, I didn't feel like I was wasting my time. Because if I replay the same mission, oh my gosh. That, oh. Um, I'm, I'm thinking of a mission in Grand Theft Auto V where you have to escort a guy from prison and he doesn't follow basic AI. He doesn't hide when he's supposed to. Uh, you can give him a gun if you want, I think, but he doesn't do anything with it. Uh, it takes forever for him to move up 
And because he doesn't move up, he's more likely to get shot by a, a thousand different police. Uh, as, uh, I, I don't want to babysit. I don't want to babysit. So that's why escort missions suck. <laughs> that's uh, Escort, fetch. Uh, what else? Timed missions I'm not a big fan of. Oh man, timed escort missions are literally the worst thing that have ever been created. Because, because you can't guarantee that the NPC is going to act the way you need it to. Unless you can command it. Which I don't think I've ever seen in a game. But you know, you know press G to move up. or Because yeah, the, the NPC only knows that you're ready to move up if you hit certain marks or something. Like if, if you move up, the NPC knows to move up. Unless there's an enemy, and then you don't know where the enemy is, and blah, 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 blah. Uh, timed missions. Some timed missions are fun. Others are bad. Others are, and, and I don't mean bad as in they're not fun. I mean they're bad because it ruins the game. Um, you know, moments like you have 60 seconds to complete. You have to get to point B in 60 seconds, and you you trip a couple times along the way. After that 60 seconds, you have to start all over. Why? 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 I would rather, I would genuinely rather be penalized for missing the time rather than having to restart a mission. Or if you have, you know, let's say five minutes to complete a series of, uh, oh, oh, what? There's a game that my, my father and I have been playing recently. Um, battle battle block theater and it's it's a uh, oh man it's fun it's a quirky little game but it's fun and uh it's it's a kind of a, a teamwork puzzle game where you have to complete a level it's um um it's kind of like mario except you have a teammate and you have to work together to uh complete the level it's a it's a side scroller type of game a 2 day side scroller uh, you know, and I'm, I say Mario, I'm sure a lot of you are gamers. I just, I want to relate to those because I have a, I know I have a few listeners that don't play a lot of games. So I'm trying to relate it to a popular game. So, uh, in, um, in the boss levels there, it's timed and we get, you know, we have, oh man, I think three minutes and then you can obtain more time by collecting things. You know, you collect a little clock and you get more time, right? So let's just say we have six minutes total. And, you know, we're close. And every now and then we'd have to restart because we didn't know how to do the level. And that that's fine. Fine. But I would rather choose to restart rather than um, being forced to restart. You know, you're so close to the end. And, you know, you're 10 seconds away, but there's only five seconds left. Man, that, that just feels so bad. Like I, I don't want to have to run the entire course again just because I was five seconds off. I would rather just be penalized for whatever kind of boss battle I have to do, or you know, whatever type of deal. But um, yeah, I, I think I'd rather just be penalized rather than having to restart. And if I give the player a a chance to restart instead of forcing them to. Or oh my gosh! Or you know the ten-minute-long ones where you have to, you know, fly across San Andreas and GTA Five in a in a super slow plane, and if you don't do it in exactly seven minutes and you know 
47 seconds, then, <laughs> then you have to start all over. And I just don't want to do that. I've already wasted, you know, seven minutes and 47 seconds uh, not being able to complete the mission. Just let me just let me move on. Just let me move on. I, I, especially story missions. If it's a side quest, it's like, hey, the side quest is a race completed in this amount of time. Fine. That's, that's within context. That's fine. But with a story mission, there have been games where I literally stopped playing for weeks because I didn't want to complete a timed quest. I, 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 oh, I couldn't look forward to it. it. It stops the game for me. And it doesn't... Me, for me as a player, for me personally, when I come across a game that is intentionally really difficult for the sake of difficulty, I, I don't like it. It makes me feel like the developer doesn't want me to play the game. They want me to master the game before I can continue. And I don't want to do that. I want to master it as I play. You know, show me, allow me to complete the game as I can. Uh, you know, and, and I think that would actually be better. You know, if, if you get penalized, you know, if, if you didn't run, make it, if you didn't make it to the castle in 10 minutes, then the, the prisoner was actually executed. Well, now the, the game is totally different. The game is completely different now that you you couldn't save that prisoner. Man, oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> or um, let me let me tell you, one of the funniest missions is uh, I think it's Far Cry Four, and I actually haven't played Far Cry Four. I've played two and three, uh, but those that's the only two that I've played. But in Far Cry Four, you're sitting at the table at the very beginning, and if you sit there, he, and the guy says, uh, "Wait, I'll be right back," and if you actually wait then you complete the game. I think it's like 15 minutes or something. <laughs> you, you actually complete the game and you don't have to do anything. That's what I'm talking about. That is what I'm talking about. Just odd little decisions in games uh, where and I keep going back to decisions, but I want such a personalized game. game. <laughs> you know, I want to personalize my gameplay in a way that makes it feel like this is my playthrough. You know, it's not, it's not everyone else's playthrough. Um, I think Pokemon is an interesting example of this because there's no missions. It's just defeat the gyms, you know, battle. There, there are some missions that they introduced, little tiny side quests, but they're not anything major. But I love, I love playing that game, and I think, I think because it doesn't have any of the missions that I talked about. It doesn't have timed missions. It doesn't have fetch quests. It doesn't have escort missions. You know, it, it's just here's the game. But does a game that have those make it inherently bad? I don't think so. And I, I feel bad for a game like Sea of Thieves because I want to enjoy it so bad. And it looks gorgeous. And the gameplay is super fun. Doing player versus, you know, PvP on Sea of Thieves, player versus player, it's so much fun. Have, you know, having you and your crew just firing cannons into another ship and then having to go down 
below and repair. It, it's a lot of fun. My deal is I don't want to do that only for the whole game. You know, I actually bought the game when it came out. Um, and I feel like I, I feel like I kind of wasted my money if I'm being realistic. Um, there's not a lot of games that I really regret buying. I don't regret buying Sea of Thieves. It's just, it just kind of feels bad. If that makes any sense. Um, I think side quests. So the difference between side quests and story missions. And Skyrim, we're going to go back to Skyrim because I think the Elder Scrolls series is one of the one of the kings of having side quests. There are so many, uh and and I'm sure some of you are thinking in the back of your head, well Tyler, most of those side quests are just fetch missions. And I think that's okay. I think side quests that are fetch or escort or timed are okay. They're okay. They're not great. They're not. They're probably not good. They're okay. Oh, oh man. I want to talk about um, the Galder amulet in Skyrim. That's one of my favorite series of missions to do. So, the um, I'll, I'll lay it out for those that don't remember. Uh, haven't played before. So the Galder amulet is a is the product of a series of missions, and these are all side. It's a side quest, a uh, small little story. Um, you read this book, and I, I think you can obtain the mission in different ways. But I always get it from reading a book about lost legends. Uh, lo lost legends. There we go. And you have to travel to a crypt and discover the story of these three brothers. And I, I believe their father. Um, and you have to travel to each of their crypts and learn about each of the brothers. And they each give you a piece. You know, one ups your health, one ups your magicka, one ups your stamina. And while it is a fetch quest, it doesn't feel like a fetch quest to me. Because looking at it objectively, it's go, you know, go from point A to point B, you know, get the amulet or get the fragment, go to point C, get a fragment, go to point D, get a fragment, go to point D, combine the fragments, defeat the boss, get the get the amulet. But they tie it into a really interesting story. And that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about making those fetch quests mean something. Make them mean something in the end. And I look at um, I look at a game like World of Warcraft, and it's, you know, oh, the farm is being attacked by 10 murlocs. Kill 10 murlocs. <sighs> okay, and then what? Oh, uh, the woods have wolves in them. Uh, go kill 20 wolves. So the Murlocs, they're just they're just going to keep raiding that farm forever? Yeah. <laughs> like, that it, it feels so bad. That feels so boring. And people say, oh, the game doesn't start until level 60. Oh, come on. Why do I have to get to level 60 for the game to start? 
and that you know that that's like saying um on a tv show a lot you know a lot of people say well season two is where you get started it, no level 60 was the original max level for world of warcraft that's like saying oh season five is where it starts to get good it starts i don't want to get through four seasons that are boring <laughs> I want to. I want to play fun missions. I want to do impactful things. Um, back to Skyrim, man. This, today's just going to be a really Skyrim, Skyrim filled episode. Because I mean, you don't even have to do the main mission ever once you get out of Helgen. And th this is going strictly vanilla, uh, strictly no mods, no plugins, no anything for Skyrim. Once you get out of Helgen, you can never do the story missions ever and still have hundreds of hours of gameplay. That is so awesome. I love the Elder Scrolls series for how open world that is. Um, but we'll talk about open world <laughs> in the future, because <laughs> that deserves its own episode. But man, I, oh man, there's a mod that I you can get called Choose Your Own Adventure, or a random... Random alternative start is the one I, I was thinking of. And it throws you in randomly into Skyrim and you just live however you want. You don't, you don't even have to do Helgen. You don't have to start the story at all. You can live your life as a farmer and just become the, uh, the archmage of the College of Winterhold from farming and never even know that dragons exist. How crazy is that? Because you look at some other games and you're like, oh, well, you have to do the story missions. You have to. Like, in the Deus Ex series, there's only so many side quests before you have to do the story mission. Like, you can do five missions in Detroit, and then you have to go to Tokyo after you do the story missions for Detroit. And then you, after you go to Tokyo... Uh, well, I, no, not Tokyo. Uh, Cairo, that's what I was... I know, com completely different places. Uh, you go to Cairo, and you can do four missions in Cairo, and then that's it. Then you have to do the story missions. <laughs> I I like missions where the world is fleshed out. I want I, and the, you know the Galder amulet quest line. I think that's one of my favorites in Skyrim because it really fleshes out this odd side story that you wouldn't have heard of if you hadn't read that book. Now you you're yeah you, know, you don't you don't really read the books to read the books in Skyrim, the average player. They don't care. They don't care about the the silly, you know, the the Argonian maid story. <laughs> you know, they don't want to read through five volumes of that. No, they they want to get those skill points because that's what some of the books do. They just give you skill points. Or uh, experience. I mean, <laughs> and uh, doing something like reading Lost Legends, and the game is like, hey, maybe there's something to that, and being able to follow through. Oh, man, that's so awesome. That is what I want. And for for those who are just tuning in, uh, part of the reason I started this podcast is because I want to develop my own game someday. And one of the things that I want to do is present the world in, I mean, an almost limitless array of meaningful, impactful missions. You know, 
I, I want the dumb little things to mean something. I want, you know, if, if 80 people collect 30 roses, you know, the rose ecosystem is going to falter and, you know, something to that nature. You know, I just want to feel good. I want to feel like I'm not wasting my time when it comes to, when it comes to missions. And there are some missions that warrant um, being, you know, a fetch quest. I get it. I do. And there, there are some. I can't remember one, but I'm sure <laughs> there are some escort missions that mean something. That um, that that are okay. And I don't mind, I don't mind a fetch every now and then. I don't mind a fine, okay, fine. I'll escort so-and-so to the airport, blah, blah, blah. But, but I don't want to be, I don't want that to be half the game. I don't want to have to get through a hundred of those before I can get to an interesting quest. I want to, yeah, and I, I know I keep repeating it, but that's the, that's the essence of what I think a good mission is, is I want to feel like I'm not wasting my time. So a good mission to me is something that um, really fleshes out a story or it fleshes out the world in which you're in. A bad mission is something where it feels like you have done work for nothing. And uh, I said terrible. I think, no, I think terrible is a mission where you feel like you did a whole bunch of stuff for nothing. A bad mission is just, I guess, uh, no, 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 I guess. They're the same. Yeah, they're the same. What about boring? What about boring quests? What about quests that do flesh out a story, but my gosh, I just don't care. <laughs> and there are some of those. You know, they're, you know, um, Go obtain this book and read this book, excuse me, and learn about this old archmage. Okay. He's boring. Yeah, 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 yeah. But go to this cave and go to the to the crypt underneath and discover uh, a, a hidden staff. All right. That was boring. Yeah, all right. Okay, well. Um use that staff. To... <laughs> okay, let's keep talking about Skyrim because that I'm I'm on a Skyrim kind of mood. Um, the main story. I know a lot of people didn't like the main story. I enjoyed it. I thought it was I, I thought it was good enough. It kept me entertained. It keeps me entertained every time I play it. Um, the Archmage of Winterhold quest line. Keeps me interested. I like it. Actually, I like it a lot. It's not the best. The Thieves Guild quest line is the best. I love the Thieves Guild quest line in Skyrim. The Dark Brotherhood. I actually can't remember the Dark Brotherhood quest line. I've played it probably a dozen times and I still can't remember it. Because I just feel like it's boring. 
That's all I can remember <laughs> is that I don't enjoy it. And the, oh my gosh. Oh, let's talk about this one because I think this is the epitome of boring, boring quest, boring fetch, boring fetch quest. The Civil War in Skyrim is one of the worst. Mm, let's not say, let's not put it like that. It is not nearly as good or entertaining as it could be. Because, I mean, this is a civil war that is threatening. I mean, it is tearing Skyrim, Skyrim apart. Uh, people are, you know, it's breaking up families. It's tearing cities in half. It's uh, making people question their political leaders, whether they choose a side or not. And if they don't choose a side, does that matter? Um, and the Civil War starts because a group of well, it starts because uh, the leader of the Stormcloaks murdered the Emperor of Skyrim because uh, <laughs> he, uh, he challenged him to combat. And a lot of people believe in that. They believe in the Nord uh, race and they believe that Skyrim belongs to the Nords and then there are people who would just want to be free and unfortunately under the tyrannical rule of the freaking high elves but so that that's just a little backstory so it, it's it, it's a big deal is what i'm trying to get at it's a big deal what's not <laughs> are the quests that they give you uh go to this castle kill everybody and come back all right now what boss uh the same thing 10 times in a row what? I'm sorry, 10 times in a row? Well, okay, fine. Halfway through, we'll have a political discussion at a giant table um, that doesn't amount to anything. Because it doesn't. Because it, it doesn't matter who... In that discussion, it's, well, the, the Empire will give you this city if you'll give us this city. But it doesn't change anything. It changes where you go to fight battles six through ten, but <laughs> other than that, it doesn't matter. It's the same go, kill a bunch of people, and come back. That's it. That's all it is constantly. And then at the end, you know, you're supposed to have this grand battle, and it's, it's still just the same go in, kill the guy, and you're done. How pathetic. How how lazy, and I and I get it. That civil war is about a bunch of fighting, but it it's about the politics. It's about the, you know, who who's really at fault, who's really in the right, who's really in the wrong. Who uh, is it bad that the Nords are being, you know, in in a way racist, but they're they're fighting for. Nordic freedom. Not so much everyone else's freedom, but, you know, the freedom of their own people. I mean, there's, there's so much to it, that, and there's so much that could have been fleshed out. My phone just blew up. I'm sorry about that. Oh, uh, I guess I haven't been receiving texts. Um, anyway, I'm sorry about that. Um, it, it's, it's just something that isn't fleshed out at all. 
And that bugs the ever-loving snot out of me. Some, another really good set of missions is the the Forsworn missions. Um, oh my gosh, where is that? Markarth? I don't remember. <laughs> um, it it presents this jailbreak and this group that has been trying to. They want to do their own thing, and they sac you know they sacrifice people, and they don't. They're not good people by any means, but they're they're just trying to live their lives, and they've been. Uh, arrested for almost nothing, and then you get arrested for almost nothing, and have to join in their band of merry men or whatever. <laughs> and then they terrorize the city for a little bit, and then they run away. But it's the missions are fun, you know, talking to the people, escaping, learning what they, you know, who they are, why they are, that type of thing. And that's a lot of fun. The run, go get a pickaxe, go get a shiv, come back, come back. That stuff's boring. But I'm trying to think of any other really good... Oh my gosh. Not Skyrim related, but Deus Ex related. You know, I should have just made this podcast about one of five games, because that's all I'm ever going to talk about. <laughs> uh, in Deus Ex, in the... Uh, is it? Yeah, Human Revolution. Man, I love that game. <laughs> In the first mission, uh, you have to uh, talk about talk with the leader of this anti-augmentation group who has taken someone hostage, and you have to talk your way through it. It's it's a a speech boss battle, and I love speech boss battles uh, because it's. You know, you have multiple dialogue options and you're you're trying to outplay them while still trying to be the person that you want to be. You know, you, you want you want to present yourself in such a way, but does that warrant the current situation? I don't know. So that's just how you want to play the game, that's fine. But uh if if you choose to shoot him, then she shoots the uh the hostage. Uh nobody wins. You go home, <laughs> and that's it. But you can... Uh, he can shoot the hostage and still escape, or uh, he can leave the hostage alive and still escape. And then down the road, he will actually help you out in certain ways. And in the end, uh, or near the end of the game, where you find out that he actually has a brother who's been working with uh, a certain politician... And if you left him alive, he actually appears in the apartment of the guy as a like a bodyguard, and there, it, it's a it's a really interesting like throwback, but only because of the way you handled that mission. And and I know that I said that I would try to stray away from the decision making topic that we had in one point zero one, but I think it's difficult for me to really separate those because I love decision-making quest lines the best. I think those make a game good, in my opinion. Strictly my opinion. Alright, uh, that's pretty much all of my notes, and I'd love to open the floor. I just started, uh, we actually just branched off from our original uh, hub, and we are our own podcast update version. You can find us on Spotify, 
I believe we should be on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts as well. And if you enjoyed it, leave a leave a review. Tell me what you thought. And we are on Twitter at update version underscore. So uh, chat me up. I want to open the floor to a discussion of, you know, what what kind of missions do you guys like? What, what makes a good mission? Do you enjoy those fetch quests? And if you do, why? Do you enjoy the escort missions? Why? I doubt it, but why? <laughs> uh, but thank you guys so much for listening. Like I said, find us on your favorite podcasting listening platforms. Find us on Twitter. And maybe in the future, I'll have other social media. If not, ah, we'll see. Thank you guys so much for listening and have a heck of a day.